0: You're listening to Everybody Pulls the Tarp, the go-to podcast for high performers. I'm Andrew Moses. Each week, you'll hear my thought-provoking conversations with Olympians, pro athletes, CEOs, elite coaches, best-selling authors, and other high performers to uncover their secrets to success. Get ready to be inspired each week when we talk about leadership, teamwork, work ethic, and more. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey everyone, Jalen Koff is one of the top female mogul skiers in the world, and she's the fastest woman on the mogul's World Cup circuit. She's a two-time world championship medalist and competed at the 2018 Olympics in Pyeongchang. Right now, she's preparing for the Olympics in Beijing this February. Jalen told me she estimates that over the course of an entire year, she spends only 20 minutes competing. That's it, just 20 minutes competing. So what is she doing the rest of the time? Jalen is preparing for those 20 minutes. There are 525,600 minutes in a year. Jalen spends only a very small fraction of 1% of her time performing. 99.99% of her time is preparing. If you think about it, that's how it is with most things. Students spend weeks studying for a one-hour exam. Actors spend months learning lines for a two-minute scene. We spend hours preparing meals that we eat in 15 minutes. Success in reaching our full potential often comes down to how much and how well we prepare ourselves to perform in whatever it is we do. Jalen shared important tips with me about preparation, the power of visualizing yourself succeeding, and how to get back on track when you fall short of your own expectations. I learned a ton from Jalen, and I hope you do as well. So let's pull the tarp and get straight to my conversation with Team USA skier Jalen Koff. Where are you right now, and what are you doing to get ready for the 2022 Beijing Games?
1: Right now, I am over in Ruka, Finland, at our last prep camp of the season. And then from here, we'll roll into our first World Cup of the season at the beginning of December. So looking towards Beijing 2022, I'll just be on the World Cup tour bouncing all around at a ton of events leading up to the game. So,
0: so take the listeners behind the scenes. What's a typical day or a week like for you when you're just a few months from an Olympic Games, like you are right now?
1: Yeah. So right now, um, our training day to day. We went out this morning at about ten o'clock. Skied on a mogul course for about two hours. Came home, did some region, relax, eat some lunch, and then went back out again at three o'clock for another session of skiing.
0: So how much of it is physical versus mental? Like, is there video work that you're doing? You know, how much of it is, you know, is actually on the skis versus, you know, other types of things, whether it be workouts, video analytics, stuff like that?
1: Yeah, at this point in the season, I mean, we're definitely trying to get like as many numbers out on the hill as we can, trying to get as many reps in on the jumps, in the moguls, and really perfecting that run up until the start of the season. But along with that, yeah, it's a lot of video review. We're going over all of those runs that we're doing out there on the hill. And as far as like strength and the physical side of it, we're kind of like winding down in the strength part of the season and kind of just getting into a little more like regeneration and just trying to make our bodies feel best they can.
0: So your body needs to be as fresh as you possibly can mm-hmm. for this, for this, this run the next couple months.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So how do you look at, like, how do you go about setting goals for the next few months? Right. I mean, are you, it, it sounds like you're almost just tinkering. You're just trying to perfect things, make these little incremental improvements Pick up a little extra time, or 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 navigate a mogul a little a little more smoothly. How are you looking at that? Do you set just really small goals? Are you taking on kind of ambitious, ambitious things at this moment, or is it just tinkering and fine tuning?
1: It's mostly just tinkering and fine tuning at this time. We kind of spend all the summer months and the start of the fall working on any new tricks or any new things, big goals that we're trying to work on. And at this point ideally we have all of that accomplished. We have any new tricks already done and figured out on snow and so just yeah kind of tinkering with it those small things of okay I have this run I have these two jumps and and this skiing that I have and have put together how can I perfect it how can I make it just a little bit better.
0: How do you measure progress like in terms of when you're when you're trying to make these subtle little improvements? Because every fraction of a second matters. How do, you, how do you measure progress and success in that sense?
1: Yeah, I mean, it definitely depends on what you're working on. Like that speed is a part of our run. So if you're working on speed, the, those fractions of a second that you can take off like timing and training. But most of it is just they are tiny little mostly unnoticeable things. So kind of just how you feel. Like it just feels a little bit better and you feel like you're, you're making any improvement.
0: As someone who doesn't, is not an Olympian, right, is, is not an elite athlete, how do you wrap your mind around these little things that like you just said, so often you can't even see, they're so indistinguishable, but at the end of the day, they can make the difference between gold and silver, between bronze and not meddling. How do you focus on those things and build up the energy to go and attack those parts of the process?
1: Yeah, I mean, for us, like, for mogul skiing, when it comes down to it, as far as competing, like, we're training all year, all prep season to perfect a 30-second run, and maybe we have a few of those in the day if we ski qualifying superfinals and finals, but when it comes down to it, like, we're competing for maybe 20 minutes a year, if that. And so we have like all this time. We have all year all prep season to perfect that run, work on that 30 seconds. And so that's kind of all it is for us is trying to make those like small little tweaks and adjustments.
0: All that work for about 20 minutes of skiing over the course of an entire year, even when things are going very, very well and you're you're breaking records, you're meddling, there's probably a whole Side of this, where there's a ton of failure, there's falls, there's struggles. Talk about that for a minute. How do you kind of reconcile when you are struggling, you know, even if it's just in in training? How do you kind of get back on track?
1: I definitely love to, you know, turn failure into more of a positive thing because I think all of those setbacks and all of those like failures or, you know, mistakes, crashes. That means that you're learning. It means that you are making progress. It's kind of, you know, that idea of you have to take two steps back to take one forward. And I think without those failures, like you wouldn't improve. You would never get any better and go anywhere.
0: What's your process? Like when 2016 was a a huge breakout year, you had a ton of success building towards the 2018 games. You've admitted that 2018 in Pyeongchang was a little bit of a disappointment in terms of where you finished. How did you come out of 2018 and essentially move yourself forward to where you are today?
1: Yeah, I mean, going into 2018, into the last Olympics, it was all brand new. Like I was fresh on the scene in 2016, just kind of getting started 2017. Then all of a sudden I was at the Olympics, which I never thought would happen, especially that quick. And so since then, like, you know, I figured out competing on World Cup and I figured out, I mean, not completely, obviously, but how to compete and what it's like to compete at a high level. And so that's kind of all it's been the last four years is trying to, you know, figure all of that out more and how to how to perfect that a little bit more, like get that like consistency dialed in at the top level.
0: If all goes as planned and you're you're at the Beijing Games in a few months, do you think it'll feel like maybe things around you are moving a little bit slower, a little bit more controlled, less overwhelming, this go-around?
1: Yeah, I'm hoping so. <laughs> you know, going into it, hopefully I'm there, knock on wood. But I definitely feel like having that past Olympic experience gives me an advantage there. I know what it all feels like, and I know that You know, every Olympics is going to be different. Every competition is different. But I know kind of all that commotion that goes along with the Olympics now and can really just tune in to myself and what I need to do there.
0: You said the phrase tuning in. You know, I I talk a lot about focus. Recently talked to a, a Super Bowl champion and a former NFL player. And we talked about the concept of the Super Bowl and how the Super Bowl for NFL players while it's the pinnacle of their career and it's the thing that they're really all striving to get to, when you get there, it's a complete circus. It's a week or two away from kind of your routine. It's in a neutral site, a totally different environment. There's hundreds and hundreds of, of, of additional media than there normally would be. And you're you know, you've got people asking you for tickets. You've got family and friends flying in. It's totally different. But what he described was this ability to, about 24 hours before the game, all that goes away, the team moves into a hotel that's separate from where they had been staying previously. And it's kind of just football again. Do you have a race day or pre-race routine that you continue to go back to, to try and create some consistency in your world?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, that, what you said, he said is pretty much the exact same thing as the Olympics and what I felt at the last Olympics. And yeah, that like sticking to my routine, like doing the same thing up in the Stargate, kind of the same breakfast. I have the same warm-up every day. But yeah, basically when I get to the top of the course, no matter where it is, no matter what else is going on, I click in my skis, I put on my song and just run through my run over and over in my head.
0: Same song every time?
1: Yeah, same song.
0: <laughs> same song. And and it, you said the same breakfast are you naturally like a superstitious person or is it really for you just creating that consistency?
1: I think it's just creating that consistency and, and it's not always the same breakfast, like depending on where we are in the world and what we have access to. But yeah, it is that of like trying to create consistency and, and have that same routine and whatnot going into an event to make it feel like an event.
0: Jalen, one of the things I'm always curious about, especially in these individual sports. Now you're part of a team. A team of skiers is part of Team USA. What about some of the other people that are helping you along the way? Who else is involved in, you know, from a coaching standpoint? Who else is kind of in your orbit? What other roles are there?
1: I mean, yeah, I definitely have coaches that are with me at all the competitions. They're yeah, a big part of like, I guess, my my circle. And then we have a really strong, good girls team and we're all very close, which is really awesome to have because they're always there for all of the training to hype me up for every competition. And it is, you know, tough being in an individual sport on a team and that idea of, of being a part of the team. But when it comes down to it, like you're really all that matters because you're out there to to win for yourself and to do your best stuff and hope you beat everyone else. But it's also like comforting being a part of a team because we do have each other's backs through all of it. And there is like the idea of, well, if I don't do well today, like one of these girls is because any one of us could be on the podium any given day.
0: Do you guys provide feedback and constructive criticism to each other? Are you um, making suggestions, tweaks to what everybody else is doing? Or is it, generally everybody's kind of focused on them on their own work
1: i think generally everyone is kind of focused on their own thing it's more of at least on the girl side like just hype people like we're all just out there when when someone does something good or a new trick or you know gets a podium or whatever we're all going to be there to hype them up to lift them up in the finish area
0: that's awesome right i mean everybody's got to have a, a hype man or woman right or, or a few to help them along the way what about when when things aren't going as planned or is is it helpful to have people there to kind of dust you off and encourage you to keep going or keep trying something that's not working
1: yeah definitely i mean that's yeah the other side of the coin is obviously it's great to be hyped up but sometimes things don't go well and yeah i mean they're always if i'm having a tough day any of the girls are going to be there to kind of pick my spirits up and to you know encourage me And help me get to a better place.
0: How important in skiing is like momentum? I mean, you know, from like 2016 to the Pyeongchang Games, you had a a really you know outstanding run of success. You're on a great run of success right now. Is it a sport where success kind of creates more success?
1: I would say so. I think you know a lot of being at the top level in the sport is the mental game. Everyone out there has the potential to win a world cup to win any given event because we've all been training it and perfecting that that 30 second run but when it comes down to like competition day and and being consistently at the top I feel like it kind of comes down to who's the most confident and I think that that's where that comes into play is that you know you get that momentum once you kind of start doing well you know you believe in yourself and believe that you should be at the top every time.
0: Are there other things that you do to try and make sure that you're as confident as you possibly can? I mean, we talked about the routine. Obviously, having success, like you just described there, is, is going to you know maybe create a little bit more confidence. Are there other things that you do, practices, techniques, mindset, shifts, whatever, to essentially make sure you're in as mentally tough and as confident of a place as you can be when it comes to competition?
1: Yeah, I think for me, kinda going back and if things aren't going as well necessarily and like I need a little pick me up a reminder of, you know, how good I am and how good I can perform. Kind of going back and reviewing like old videos and old skiing clips that I know I was skiing really good at or I know like that was a really good jump and it's just kind of a reminder of, you know, okay, I'm I'm not hitting this backflip that well today. Like I'm not able to figure it out, but I watch this video of me doing a really good backflip and I'm like, okay, I can do it. Like, it's, like I crushed that one. I can do that.
0: It's so interesting, Jalen, because so often video in sport and really video in anything, what, you know, if you're a salesperson, like practicing your sales pitch, if you're a public speaker looking at that talk that you're giving to a crowd, whatever you're doing, so often video is what comes into play when things aren't going right right people want to look at something and say well what's wrong with this if i'm a pitcher what's wrong with my with my rotation is my shoulder in the wrong place am i doing something incorrect if teams aren't going well they're looking at you know football team might be looking at how are we running this play what are we doing wrong what you're saying there is video of and reviewing content where things are going really well can essentially get you back into a place where, where you believe in your, in yourself and you kind of bring that muscle memory back into your body.
1: Yeah. I mean, like I said earlier, part of my like pre-comp routine is, you know, mentally running through that run that I'm about to put down in my head over and over until it's time for me to go in the start gate. And so if I can, I guess, play that image back to myself from video beforehand, as much as I can, it really ingrains that.
0: So what does that look like when you're playing the run out in your brain before you get to the gate? Or are you, are you closing your eyes? Are you looking at every piece? I mean, for someone like me, who's just trying to learn from an elite performer like you, I think that I can apply that to any aspect of my life that I'm trying to improve, right? Before we have this conversation, I can try and visualize, well, how is this conversation going to go? Where are we going to take this? Be as prepared as I can. What does that look like?
1: Yeah. So when I'm visualizing, I just close my eyes and I kind of just watch myself, how I ski and how I hit the jumps. And then when it comes to like my jumps, I do kind of the motions with my body to kind of tune into, you know, how my body feels when I'm hitting those jumps.
0: What's that like? How do you know? Is that just muscle memory?
1: Yeah, I think that's just muscle memory.
0: And then when you finish the run, finish the event, How quickly do you know if that went exactly the way you had envisioned it? Can you tell right away?
1: Yeah, I can tell right away.
0: And then how quickly do you move to kind of like fix it mode for things that you want to kind of tweak going back to what we were talking about earlier?
1: You know, I feel like with competitions, I try and stay pretty positive and take away the things that I did well out there, whether I ended up on top of the podium or not hopefully I still did some good things out there and had goals bes- like outside of this results that I wanted to accomplish. And so I mean, up until the start of training for the next event, like it's nice to, you know, relish in that and, and take those small wins.
0: Jalen, that's a great way to, to look at it. So many people would benefit right from taking the positive out of every situation. You know, there's, we could always do things a little bit better, but when you focus on the positives, there, there's something for you to, to build upon. I'm curious, if you weren't one of the best skiers in the, in the entire world, what, what do you think you'd be doing?
1: I don't know really what I'd be doing. When, when I was in high school, I planned originally to take one post-grad year, one year off from skiing and then go to college for architecture. So I guess if I'd not gone with skiing and stuck with that, that I'd be an architect now.
0: (laughs) What do you think drew you to art or at least was, was at the time drawing you to architecture?
1: I would like building things. I was like, as a kid, I was like always drawing little blueprints and sketching house designs and, and whatnot. So
0: I wonder if some of that, you know, is not too different than this incredible ability that you have to visualize (laughs) the runs and, Visualize these jumps and and have, you know, that that detail-oriented approach that serves you so well in, in, in competitive sport.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, you know, a lot more time working on the product than the final product product itself.
0: <laughs> what else, you know, when you think about, you know, the role that you have to play in leading by example, you know, so many young women, young men, kids who kind of watch you with awe. I know that you're involved, very involved in the in the Women's Sports Foundation. Helping young girls reach their highest potential is something that you're you're very passionate about. How do you reconcile the fact that you're someone that people look up to, that people watch in awe and with this, you know, amazingly impressed? Talk about that for a minute.
1: I mean, I think that's the coolest thing. Like having kids and especially like girls look up to me is the coolest thing, and that like I love that I can be. Of a role model or an inspiration for anyone. And, you know, for me, I didn't grow up in freestyle skiing with that many other girls. Like on the ski team growing up, it was kind of just me and my brother and and the boys. And I love like being on this team, being a part of like strong girl skiers and having that inspiration of like girls can do anything. Like we're out there pushing ourselves. Every single day, kind of, you know, showing that to all of these younger girls coming up in the sport or in sport in general that you know, whatever you want to do, like set your mind on it and you can do it.
0: Jalen, you have this motto. It's on the back of your helmet. It says, "Deliver the love." What does "deliver the love" mean to you?
1: Basically, for me, like that's why I'm skiing. That's why I'm competing. Is because I love it. Like I love skiing and I love competing and pushing myself out there and that's kind of just a reminder for me to get back to the root of it to why I'm doing it like it's easy to get caught up in the in the results of it and like wanting medals and and podiums and all of that but in the end like that doesn't really matter that's not why I'm skiing I'm skiing because I love it
0: that's such an important message and are there times that you look back and you you say to yourself you know what maybe it wasn't as fun uh, or i didn't love it as much or it you had become so overcome with the competition and and what you what you're trying to avoid right focusing on the medals the podiums things like that and that you had to bring yourself back Mm
1: -hmm.
0: a bit talk about that
1: yeah there's definitely um i mean quite a few times throughout my my career on the u.s ski team one of them being like following the last Olympics, um, we went to World Cup in Japan, and you know I was not very happy with how I did at the Olympics. I obviously, had like bigger dreams and aspirations than getting seventh place, which isn't bad, but I definitely you know wanted more and thought I could I could do more. But so the next the next World Cups in Japan, I was just. I felt like I had to, you know, prove something. Like I wanted to just go out and and win and and beat those girls that had gotten medals at the Olympics because I knew I could, but I didn't do well. I didn't ski well. I was just so caught up in the race of the overall World Cup, of having that number one bib and and still remaining the best there that I kind of fell apart at that event. And then, I mean, it wasn't really until the last of the event in, of the season in Majev, where I didn't have a chance to win the overall for the World Cup, it was like, all right, stools, I'm going out having fun and and a kick butt. So
0: <laughs> sometimes we just got to go out and and have some fun, right, Jalen?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Well, Jalen, I have had so much fun chatting with you, hearing about all the things that you that you've got going on right now to hopefully put yourself in a position to be back at the Olympics in a couple months. Uh, as I like to say on this show, everybody pulls the tarp. Keep pulling the tarp. Keep doing your thing. Keep <laughs> doing all the little things that you're talking about that perfect, that 20 minutes that you spend skiing <laughs> every year, and but you're, put, you're pouring your heart and soul into for a year. Jalen, thanks again for spending some time with me and keep pulling the tarp. All right, my friend?
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you for joining me this week. Be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast app, So you can catch all of our upcoming episodes. And if you are like me and want a world full of tarp pullers, then leave a review to help others find us. You can also follow me on Instagram at Andrew Moses, one, two, three, and sign up for my monthly email newsletter at everybody pulls the tarp.com slash newsletter. I'll share tips and insights to help you achieve maximum success and happiness. Today is a great day to pull the tarp. I am rooting for you. See you next time.